Hey listeners, welcome to Everyday Badass. My name is Megan Lahan, and I'm so excited to have you join us and listen to another one of our incredible guests. So let's meet someone interesting. All right, welcome listeners to another episode of Everyday Badass. And thank you for joining us today. I am um, excited to introduce you to a friend of mine. Her name is Jen Fitzpatrick. And um, she is a wife. She's a mama to two boys. Um, She's a sister. She's a friend. And um, recently, which she'll be sharing her story, is a breast cancer survivor. And um, we became uh, connected years ago, which, gosh, I'm trying to think. It's when my youngest was three, so like six years years. Um, And her youngest, uh, Declan, Jen was working at um, the preschool where our boys went. She was actually the you were the manager of that. Yeah, the director of the facility. And um, so our boys became close. They were in uh, classes together and were there for, um, gosh, about two years. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, went their separate ways in school and and so that's how Jen and I became connected and have stayed um, connected via social media since then. And, um, you know, she is a sports mom, uh, similar to how I am. And uh, both of her boys are very active and uh, obviously followed her story with her diagnosis and her treatment and um, ultimately her um, going into remission and surviving this um, big big challenge. So I can't wait to dive into all of that. And uh, we'll get started as we normally do, which is just uh, for you to tell us about Jen, you know, get us started and have our listeners meet you and and talk about your upbringing and just kind of bring us to how we are here today. Okay, that sounds great. Um, First, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here, share my story. Yes. Um, So I am originally from Dubuque, Iowa. Okay. So I am a Hawkeye. Go Hawks. I was going to say, definitely a Hawkeye fan. (laughs) I I do love flying my Hawkeye flag here in the Buckeye State for sure. For sure. (laughs) Um, So uh, if you haven't heard of Dubuque, it is actually the oldest city in Iowa. Okay. And uh, another fun fact, is that's where most of the movie Field of Dreams was filmed. Oh, yeah. So they redid our downtown and made it, you know, look like different cities. And the actual field is about 20 miles away from where I grew up. So I've been there quite a few times. Um family trips back and things like that. So yeah, it's um, one of my husband's favorite movies. It is a great movie. I can watch it anytime. Yes. Um, So, uh, you know, growing up was pretty typical, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad was a police officer for the city of Dubuque. Mm -hmm. He's retired now after, I believe, 35 years. Wow. My mom, uh, she did various things. She was always working, though, Mm -hmm. uh, from grocery store. She's at a hotel for a little bit, but her passion was preschool. Yeah. So she worked in preschools and our churches. We moved from one side of the town to another, switched switched churches, but she uh, was very active in the preschool. And um, I have two brothers. We are all almost exactly two years apart. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm the oldest and the only girl. Uh-huh. And my brother Brian is two years younger. And Rob is four years younger than myself. Okay. Um, Brian is still back in... Uh, Dubuque, 
uh, working there, taking care of his family. I have six beautiful, wonderful nieces and nephews wow. from him. So, yeah. Uh, fun to watch them grow up. And one, the oldest is in college, and the youngest is about five months old. Wow. So he's, That's he's a handful. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my youngest brother, Rob, he joined the Navy right out of high school. Oh, wow. And he is still in the Navy. Mm-hmm. He has spent the last 10 years in Hawaii, based in Hawaii in Pearl Harbor, and just recently took a position uh, at Great Lakes near Chicago, mm-hmm. which is a climate change for him. Right. Um, but a lot closer yes, for so you guys. So he was done being away from the family. Yeah. Uh, he's really close with my boys. Mm-hmm. He's my best friend. So uh, very excited to move back. So he was supposed to be back in March, uh, ended up coming back in May due to everything going on. Sure. And we have yet to see him. <sighs> so moved back closer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, corona has prevented us, uh, but he did get cleared to come visit us for Thanksgiving. So oh. I'm very anxious for next week. Yeah. That's Definitely. exciting. Um, so, you know, childhood, my brothers and I, we were normally always outside. Mm-hmm. You know, ate breakfast, sun came up outside. Uh, we had a park at the end of our street. There was probably 50 kids oh, that yeah. we all played together. Um, there was a farm at the end of the street with a crick. Yes, I say crick. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Iowa thing. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, always outside. Came home for, for lunch, ate lunch on the front front porch. My mom always had a big jug of Kool-Aid sitting out there. Yeah. You know, came in for dinner, went back out. Uh, play till the streetlights came on, and that's as a mom, that's my rule. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, streetlights are on. Time to be, you know, in your own yard. So. Yeah. Um, so yes, very active. We were all three of us were very involved in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I started running track in fourth grade, mm. and uh, my brothers were more the soccer um, type. I played a little volleyball, but track uh, was definitely my thing. Mm-hmm. I uh, joined the cross country team in high school. And um, that was definitely a passion of mine, Um, running, um, whether it be for fun, which a lot of people don't understand, (laughs) Um, emotional running, you know, Mm -hmm. all of those things, they can definitely, yes, stress, everything. Um, When I was a senior in high school, my mom fell ill and they decided to take out her gallbladder and her appendix. Mm -hmm. Um, So she had a rough recovery after that, never really got back to her old self, took a part-time job at the grocery store, just kind of stocking shelves. Mm -hmm. And um, then she just kind of declined little by little, you know, over a course of a couple weeks and they weren't sure what was wrong. So thinking that was in... 97, so Mm -hmm. a long time ago, and I'm um, very blessed for where we have come from then. You know, still don't have a cure for cancer, but a lot more education, a lot more research, um, a lot more medications to help. Um, So she ended up being diagnosed with malignant melanoma, Mm -hmm. melanoma, which is skin cancer. And by the time they figured it out, it it had spread. Mm. Um, so she basically came home. They were going to, you know, try chemo, which she was did not want to do. Yeah. Uh, she was pretty stubborn like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up calling hospice, and she passed away about 10 days after her diagnosis. Oh, my gosh. That is so, so fast. I was a senior. Uh, Brian was a sophomore, mm-hmm. and Rob was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is where my being a helper mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of kicks in. Um, I always enjoyed helping people. Um, but my, you know, 
passion is helping people, taking mm-hmm. care of people, always being kind because mm-hmm. um, you never know what anyone is going through. Absolutely. Um, so after that, I uh, ended up, uh, I was running cross country at the time. I got diagnosed with mono mm. after going through all that. So I couldn't run. So that was that was a big, you know, slap for me. Yeah. Because um, I did use that running for, you know, the release and everything. So I took care of my brothers, took care of my dad. You're the, the woman <laughs> um, of the house. Yes, I, yes. I overnight pretty much became the mom, the yeah. wife, um, mm-hmm. the daughter. Uh, my mom's parents didn't drive, so she always took them to all their doctor's appointments, wow. to the grocery store once a week. Um, so I kind of took over all of that, which I enjoyed doing. Um, I was planning on going to University of Northern Iowa to run track, mm-hmm. but I decided to stay home and mm-hmm. be that helper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I attended Loris College in Dubuque. Um, it was a wonderful experience. I met a lot of great people that yeah. I'm still in contact with um, today. I went there for one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely got my college girl out in that first <laughs> <Yeah>. year. <laughs> um, met a lot of people, had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, lived in the dorms, which was good for me because I needed to get, get out of the house yes. and kind of do my own thing. A break. Mm-hmm. So after that first year, I decided— this probably isn't the best mm-hmm. choice for me to be on campus. And, you know, maybe it's just a little bit too much. So I did um, move back home and um, went to the community college, um, yeah. Northeast Iowa Community College, and uh, worked full time uh, at a place called Tyson's, which if anybody in Iowa is listening, everyone knows what Tyson's is. It's kind of like a farm and fleet type place. Yeah. Um, again, met really, really great people there that I'm still... In contact with um, one of my best friends. We were in each other's weddings. Yeah. All that. Um, So, yeah. So, I just continued doing that. um, And that is pretty much up until the time I moved here to Cincinnati. Yeah. And so, so you had an opportunity that brought you out this way. I did. And how old were you around that time? So, I was about 22. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I had been continuing kind of going to an ICC, working full-time. Yeah. Um, I remember I was off every Tuesday because Tuesday was Grandma and Grandpa Day. So, yeah. you know, we would uh, drop my grandpa off at the bar. We would go <laughs> <laughs> to yep. um, Kmart uh-huh. and the grocery store. We would get Kentucky Fried Chicken on the way home. Yep. And we would go pick my grandpa up and go home, put groceries away, have Kentucky Fried Chicken, mm-hmm. watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Yeah. And that was my Tuesdays. Yeah. So any I had a similar routine with mine. It wasn't mm-hmm. always Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yep. But yeah, every <laughs> but every week going over there with them and it would be, um, if grandma didn't make dinner, then it was ordering Papa John's mm-hmm. or something. And it was... Um, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune or whatever sports they luckily being a sports person but my grandma loved sports as well Mm -hmm. and so did my grandpa so if there was a game on we were watching that sure same same here where I come from a huge sports family yeah Um, in Iowa they're really isn't any professional teams yeah. and you're uh Iowa Hawkeye or Iowa State Cyclone pretty much. Okay. Um so you kind of just pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Uh jump on a bandwagon or maybe your family. Our family's a little bit different. All five of us liked different teams. Oh, so okay. My dad was a Packers fan, mom was Dolphins, yeah. I'm a Bears fan. 
Brian is a Chiefs fan and Rob is a Vikings fan. Wow. And we have been that way since we were little and are still this way. A little converted Bengals fan here, but I still cheer for my Bears. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you come to Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. and what do you start doing then when you get to this area? So I was going back and forth, you know, in college. Um, I was really into the criminal justice, Mm -hmm. um, following my dad's footsteps, but education was really pulling me to following in the, you know, my mom's footsteps. Yeah. So I was was not clear of what exactly I wanted to do, and— for everybody else that feels that way, that's okay. Yeah. Even doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> totally agree. Yes. Um, so I had the opportunity to come to Cincinnati, um, get out of my little town mm-hmm. um, in Iowa that, you know, we didn't, I, I just didn't feel like there was much to offer at the time. It's mm-hmm. definitely grown since then, um, for sure. It's a lot larger. Yeah. Um. I mean, we we didn't have shopping there. We had to drive 60 minutes to go to, like, an Old Navy yeah. or an Abercrombie or, you know, American right. Eagle, anything like that. So I was just, you know, trying to find myself, um, figuring out what I wanted to do when I sure. grew up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I came to Cincinnati, um, kind of explored a little bit, tried to drive on the highways. I had never driven on a three-lane highway until the day I moved here. Wow. Uh, We don't have those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I explored a little bit, um, did some job interviews, um, looked into, like, the, you know, police um, departments, looked into the preschools, and I landed at a preschool in Westchester Mm -hmm. um, where I started as the three-year-old assistant teacher. So I worked there full time, um, met a lot of wonderful people there too. And all these people are all badasses too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They all have a story in my life. They all um, deserve that title too. Uh-huh. Um, so I worked there for a while and then I ended up picking up another job at a bank and another job at a restaurant. So I was working three jobs. Wow. Yeah. Um, supporting myself, trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do. I mm-hmm. love the preschool. Um, I just, the kids are so innocent, so pure, mm-hmm. no matter if they're throwing blocks at me or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sitting, on, sitting on my lap. Yes. <laughs> We've been in those instances together. Yes. Um, so um, during that time, I made a couple of really good friends. Um, they were all at school at UC. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to be able to go down to their house that they lived in and you know, explore down there. Um, my really good friend, Katie, uh, she's going to probably kill me for talking about her, but um, <laughs> she introduced me to her brother, uh-huh. um, who is my husband, Jason. Uh, I had just said hi to him a couple times before when I picked her up to go out or yeah. something like that, but um, he actually came and met us one night. Um, and we, and that was 2003, so I had been here about a year. Mm-hmm. Um and we've been together ever since. Mm. So now my best friend Katie is my husband, my sister-in-law too, is my yes. sister-in-law. Um, so we started dating. Um, he was down in, you know, Clifton a lot with his friends. And that's where I learned to parallel park because I, <laughs> yeah. if I wanted to hang out with him. It I, is a requirement <laughs> down there yes. for sure. If I wanted to go out and hang out with him down there, I had to learn how to parallel park. So mm-hmm. that was a, a big moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, his family is amazing. They just took me under their wings, took me in. I feel like I'm one of the kids still to this day. Yeah. Um, you know, call them mom and dad too. And 
Yeah. Um, just a really, really wonderful family. Very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I definitely 100% believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back and, you know, my mom passing away was hard. It still is hard to this day. I sure. still have my moments, you know, all these 23 years later. Um, if that wouldn't have happened, I would have never taken the opportunity to get out of there. Right. Um, I would have never met Jason, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so I continued working at the daycare and the other two jobs for a while. Um, lived with a friend and her family, just kind of making my way. Mm-hmm. Um, was finally able to get a place of my own, um, which was nice. And um, in 2005, um, Katie and I were both approached by someone that was interested in starting a brand new daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a shock to us, but we, um, Katie had was graduating from UC and I had a lot of experience. Um, so we actually helped found um, that daycare, mm-hmm. um, All About Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it was great. It was one of the happiest best moments of my life. You know, we worked so hard together and just to look at and see what that company has done and they're all over the yeah, place now. So, right. Um, so I was there for almost nine years, I think. Um, but in that time, um, Jason and I had moved in together. We lived in Mount Healthy mm-hmm. and it was kind of, you know, halfway between Westchester where his family lived and halfway between downtown where we liked to go with friends. So it was a perfect for us at the time. Um, We got married in September of 2007. Mm -hmm. So we did get married here. Um, I did not want to plan a wedding from 500 miles away. Yeah. Um, So everyone that came, came, could come, came, and it was Amazing. Um, we got married at St. Michael's yeah. um, in Sharonville. And then um, Keegan was born in 2009 and Declan in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2013, I was just kind of getting the itch for a change. Um, again, going through that whole thought process of, is this what I'm going to do? Is yeah. this what I'm going to do forever? Is this where I'm meant to be with these mm-hmm. kids, you know, with these families, you know, teaching, directing, um, changing diapers, right. <laughs> all right. of that. It's hard work. Um, it's a lot of hard work. Yes. Yeah. So um, a new company had um, came into town and they actually reached out to me and um, saw that I had, you know, helped with the prior one. And I actually opened one in Union, Kentucky as well. So I'd been through the process a couple times. Yeah. Um, so that's when I made made the decision to leave All About Kids, go to Children of America mm-hmm. um, in Mainville, uh, kind of to test myself, I guess. Yeah. I needed to step outside of my comfort zone and at that point just make sure that this is you know, what's best for my family and I. Mm-hmm. Um, so I opened uh, COA in 2013 while we decided to build um, out in Morrow. Mm-hmm. So we um, still live out in Morrow. My kids go to Little Miami. Mm-hmm. So Keegan's in sixth grade and Declan's in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was great. I met, obviously, a lot of amazing people there that I have um, stayed connected with, um, a lot of people that I'm still connected with. I still actually talk to people from the very first 
child mm. care center that I worked at. And yeah. now they were my babies then, and now they're married and having babies. <laughs> right. it's, it's crazy. <laughs> they're, you know, I'm on social media. I see, you know, so-and-so getting married and having kids, and yeah. they have their own careers, and it's just— it Mind-blowing. Yeah. Yes, very mind-blowing. <laughs> um, so I was at COA for three years. Um, it was great. I love it. I love kids. I love the interaction with the parents. Um, it was a lot of work. Yes. Um, like it had been since I started in, in childcare, a lot of hours. My kids were getting older, mm-hmm. um, starting school. Um, I'm a workaholic, so I would be there from 6 a.m. to 6 always there. Yes, 6 yes. 30 p.m., just, you know, making sure that everything was good. Yeah. Um, you know, the teachers were good. I loved my team. Um, so I was, I would say I was pretty burnt out. Yeah. Um, when 2016 rolled around, mm-hmm. um, I did not make time for myself. I did not go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I had not been running like mm-hmm. I had been in the past. Um, kind of was just at this point where I was just needing to start over, basically. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, everything happens for a reason. I, um, one of my friends who I was talking to uh, in a group at baseball practice. Yeah. Um, reached out to me after that conversation about, you know, me just trying to find something different. And um, that is how I got to where I am now um, at Staffmark. Yeah. So I started there in October 2016, so a little over four years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, part of it too, I just remember, or I think about people who are in the childcare profession, um, and it is, I mean, you know, most of my family are educators. And so mm-hmm. I see that as well. And, and, um, the time and effort and energy and, and all of that, it is what you love, but you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, but I'm sure at times it also served you well in a capacity where your boys got to be with you. Correct. They got to be in and out of, you know, especially as they got older and could take the bus and you could still see them every day yes. while you're still working, which yes. is amazing. It, it was amazing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then you move on to staff mark yes. and you started doing just general recruiting? Yes. So I um, was actually the branch manager at our Mason office. Um, So we did general labor. So warehouse, Mm -hmm. um, general manufacturing, assembly, um, that type of thing. Um, And I was there for um, a little over three years. And then a position came open as the manager of our skilled trades division. So a little higher skilled machinist, Mm -hmm. um, maintenance, things like that. Um, and I, I, I was fine where I was, but I just, I wanted another challenge. Yeah. You know, I love the company. I love, um, the job. I love making those connections with people and again, helping them find yes. a place. Yes. And again, back to the, the helper situation, you yes. know, I think that's with the childcare for so long, I was, I was helping, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was the kids, mm-hmm. which was the top thing, or it was families, you know, new moms, um, new dads that came in, um, the teachers, helping them learn, um, even helping the teachers learn if this is what they want to do. Do they want to go into education, or are they just fine with this, you Mm know? Um, Guiding them, giving them advice, you know, things like that. I have so many memories of that, you know, Mom's coming into the office nine months pregnant, you mm-hmm. know, looking for childcare, and it, it was always special to me because I 
was the director talking to them, but I was also a mother talking to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I could, you know, give them examples from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Staff Mark at the end of last year, this this position, I had kind of taken it over already um, just for the rest of the year, but I I love the, the recruiting aspect. I love the talking to people. I love yeah. helping people. I love, you know, guiding people to make better choices, you know, <laughs> um, cheering them on, you mm-hmm. know, you can do this, you know. Um, and when I started recruiting for the the skilled trades, it it took it takes more time because they're higher level. Yeah. So it's not, you know, calling someone up and telling them to go to work. It's I I meet with them. Mm-hmm. I talk to them. I go over their resume. I help them make a resume if they don't have one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it just feels like a, a better connection. I'm making more of a connection with people. More in-depth. More in-depth connection. That, yeah. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just, that really, really tugged at my heartstrings. And, you know, this is what I want. It's this more clo- like closeness with people, getting to know them more. And, you know, I keep in touch with people and I send them a message every week to make sure they're doing okay. You know, I just, I have the time for that. And I just, I just like those relationships so much more. Fills you up more, you can tell. Yeah, definitely. So you touched on it a little bit previously when Mm -hmm. you were working like mad and you weren't making time for yourself Mm -hmm. and making time for your health. And, um, you know, you're now transitioned to staff mark. So let's start going into when this whole upheaval of life sure, happened. Definitely. And, um, you know, your story with learning about your cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And- yes. Um, so, yes, like I said, uh, I was very busy. I put work first, mm-hmm. um, my family first. I didn't go to the dentist. I didn't go to my phys- annual physicals. I stopped going to the dermatologist, which I'm supposed to go to every year because of my mom. Right. Um, just, you know, the, all of those things. So, And um, it is one of those things, too, because I can tell you I've been in seasons where I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have uh, cancers in my family as well. My biological mom passed away from cancer and and my biological father did as well. Um, and my mom, who was my biological mom's sister who's raised me, uh, my aunt, um, she's battled it and recovered Mm -hmm. it. And so I do have those moments of like, wait, 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 Megan, you need to make this a priority. But it is something I will say, and I know so many people and women especially can relate, Mm -hmm. is the time just goes by in a blink. It does. And before you know it, you're like, holy cow, you know, you made sure that the kiddos went to their dentist appointments every six months, (laughs) their well checks are taken care of, their paperwork is filled out. And then you're like, oh, Jeezel Pete's. Yes. Where's me in that time? Yes. And that's where the, you know, the self-love and the self-care comes in. Yes. Um, And and I, you know, it's heartbreaking that this experience had to open my eyes to that, but I'm a big advocate for that now. Um, You know, sometimes I'll just write on my bathroom mirror before I go to bed at night, mm-hmm. self-love, self-care. So when I wake up in the morning, I see that and it reminds me. You just you need to take that extra little second to to give yourself some reminders. Yes. That that's that is what mo- what is most important because if you don't take care of yourself, then you're not going to be here for your family, you're not going to be here for your yes. job, you're not going to be here for your friends. Yes. Um I'm the one that takes care of everybody else. So mm-hmm. I do need constant reminders of I that. I understand that. That's my role um, too. So I like I said I started Staff Mark in October of 2016. Dived right in, loved it. Um met a lot of amazing people again. Um 
And thankfully, I'd already had a vacation planned in June of 2017. We were uh, going to Hawaii to see my brother and celebrate our 10-year wedding anniversary a little bit early. So we go to Hawaii, and it is amazing there. Mm. Um, Not a fun plane ride, but um, definitely worth going once in your life. Yeah. Uh, So we are, you know— going around with my brother, sightseeing, beaches, all of that, and riding bikes through his little downtown. Mm. And it was it was amazing. Um, so Jason and I had gone, just took, rode the bikes down to the beach one morning, and we just set up the chairs, and uh, we were just laying on the beach, and I um, was laying in a chair that was, like, tilted back a little bit. Yeah. And um, at the time, I had— very large breasts. Um, <laughs> so I was adjusting them in my swimsuit, um, and my pinky finger literally went down the inside of my left breast, and I felt a lump. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, what is that? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, jumped up on the beach, hands down my <laughs> right, your you know, suit, swimming like, suit, yeah, and I couldn't feel it. And I was like, that is really weird. So I, I've always, you know, done the breast, you know, self-checks in the shower. Yeah. Um, maybe not all, like, every month, but do your, do your checks once a month, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, PSI. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I've always done them in the shower. Um, so then I sat back down, and I went down there again, and I could feel it again. So when you were so in a different position. That's when I realized that when I was laying down or mm-hmm. reclined back, it would kind of come out, and I mm. could feel it. So I freaked out, you know, Jason told Jason, we talked about it, calmed down, and we said, you know, there's nothing else we can do right Right. now. We are in Hawaii. Yes. (laughs) We're going to enjoy our time. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what we did. I put it in the back of my mind. Um, We had an absolute blast. Um, We came back. I called my OBGYN. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's see. I I think I actually did forget about it. (laughs) for a couple of weeks once I got back. Yeah. Um, but I called my OBGYN. She said, oh, happens all the time. It's probably, you know, a clogged milk duct or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, so I went in and saw her. She said the same thing. She didn't think it was a big deal. Uh, but we were going to go ahead and do an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. So had an ultrasound, um, came back that they were concerned about it. So I actually went to the appointment by myself because I was like, oh, it's, Nothing, right? You know, nothing. So this then, is a routine. I'm, I'm sitting yeah. in this little room, um, getting my ultrasound results, and like five people walk in, and I'm like, "Oh, this is not good." Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were wonderful. Um, they brought it up on the screen. They showed me why they were concerned. Mm-hmm. They explained to me why they were concerned. Mm-hmm. You know, if it looked like this, we wouldn't be concerned. But since it looks like this, because of the way the light's shining through it or against it, um, I don't remember all the details, but, um, you know, I that's a huge thing that I stress to ask the questions and, and find out why. Yeah. Um, so then I went to uh, have a biopsy. Um, and then it, it was the weekend was uh, Declan's birthday. So it was nice that we had his party and it kind of keep my mind off of yeah. it. Um, and then July 24th of 2017, I was at work and they actually called me, um, on the phone and gave me the news on the phone because I, they just wanted to get it. Let you know as soon as possible. And just get started on, on everything. So, um, 
I was at work. Uh, my uh, friend, uh, Jamie, drove, had to drive me home. Jason yeah. met us at home. We kind of just let it all sink in. Um, so it came back as um, stage two um, invasive ductal car- carcinoma, mm-hmm. um, which is the most, you know, normal type of breast cancer, um, the most common. Okay. Um, so I, um, went in for an MRI after that and it was a lot larger than they thought. So it ended up, um, being seven centimeters, Wow! which when you look on a ruler, doesn't seem that big. But then when you think of where it's at, um, so that is why they said that I couldn't feel it in certain situations because it was in there and it was actually so large that it, it was moving. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was, um, diagnosed with estrogen positive, um, progesterone negative, and HER2 positive. So the estrogen is what fed the cancer. Okay. Um, progesterone negative, and then HER2 positive. Um, that's a lot more scientific, but it basically has to do with, like, the protein mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And it, it really um, helps them decide what— treatment that you need. Okay. Um, so I, that was July 24th that I found out. By August 4th, I was in surgery getting my port placed. Wow. Um, which I'm thankful that they, they moved quickly. Yes. Um, just to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I had my first chemo on August 18th of 2019. Um, so I had... Um, Chemo's on Thursdays, so I had what they call TCHP, um, and the the H in that is is Herceptin, and that's the miracle drug for HER2 positive mm. um, cancer patients. Um, just it helps prevent the reoccurrence, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So I had six scheduled treatments of the TCHP. First one was on August 18th. Um, by September 3rd, um, my hair was gone. Wow. Um, I thought that that would be a lot more traumatic for me uh, than it was, but mm-hmm. um, it, it's just what you make of it. Yeah. You know, it's just it's it's just hair. <laughs> it's, it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and we included the whole family, so we sat in the garage and— Used Jason's yeah. <laughs> shaver and had a hair shaving party. So yes. um, I think it it was always very important to me that the boys always knew what was happening, where I was going to be that day, why it was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, they were old enough um, to, to understand most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had my last treatment on November 30th. So I got to ring the bell. Yes. And um, I worked— all through chemo. So I would have chemo on Thursdays. So obviously I would miss that day. Mm-hmm. Friday I was fine. Saturday, Sunday, Monday I was usually fine. Tuesdays was usually um, my bad day. So yeah. I would usually be off the Tuesday after chemo. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I went in before chemo. I just wanted to keep things as normal mm-hmm. and as routine as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love I love people. I love doing you what love I what do. You're doing. Right, yeah. right. Um, and it helped that way too, because you know, showing the boys, you know, I can do this. We can get through this. We're gonna. I'm still gonna do everything that I I did before. There might be some rough days, but mm-hmm. but we'll get through it. 
Um, so I um, then took uh, some time to recover from chemo at the end um, of 2017. And that is when, um, while I was kind of recovering, I just started to think back on my first chemo. Yeah. And um, when Nurse Barb, who is definitely a everyday badass. Yes. Um, I mean, all yes. of those nurses, I will say. <laughs> she, yes. you know, was my nurse for my first time. And I was so nervous. And you don't know how you're going to feel, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. what's actually going into your body. You know, so she was great. She gave me so many suggestions. You know, this toothpaste works great. This mouthwash works great. Mm -hmm. Um, You should try this. And maybe, you know, this for nausea will give you nausea medicines. But if you don't need it and you just need something to snack on. Um, They had a nutritionalist come talk to me, which Mm. was wonderful. Um, So I just kind of started reflecting back after I was done with chemo on you know, what that experience was like my first day and how terrified I was. And thankfully, you know, I had my husband with me Mm -hmm. and my heart breaks right now for people that are going through this that can't have people with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, one weekend I just thought, you know, I'm going to go out and see what I can find, the things that were useful for me. And I'm just going to make some little goodie bags and, Mm -hmm. and bring them to my infusion center. So that I can just give back something. Um, and that's where Brave Bikes came in. Yes. Um, so it was just this little, you know, I want to help somebody. I want to make somebody's day um, thing that started off with a biotin toothpaste and a so- soft toothbrush, um, some candies, and a coloring book. Cause yeah. Sometimes you're there for 10 hours and it's boring. Right, right. <laughs> um, so that's where Brave Bikes came in, my idea. Um I shared it with a couple people and it just, it took off. Mm. So um, about a year, two years after that, I um, turned it into a nonprofit. Yeah. So it is one of my, you know, most proud accomplishments. I love being able to put one of those bags in the mail or dropping off at someone's Mm -hmm. house. So, yes. Wow. Yes. Well, thank you for going through all of that. Um, You know, there's so much to kind of get into there. And one of the things um, first that I want to get into is, so going back, you know, when you get this call and your diagnosis Mm -hmm. and you're coming home and, you know, I know there's so much more involved. I know you said we just, we went home, we let it all sink in, but that's over a lot of time. Correct. Yes. I mean, that's a lot of up and down. And one of the things that um, was very evident through this process is um, your relationship with Jason Mm -hmm. and how connected you guys were and how involved he was. So talk to me a little bit about that. You know, how was that with the two of you and your marriage and the conversations that you guys were having and um, things that you can really remember that were incredibly helpful to you and through this time. Definitely. Sure. Um, yes, he, um, was and is and always has been my rock. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he just stepped up and, you know, he was great before, (laughs) before, Mm -hmm. you know, this all happened, you know, we've always been a team. Yeah. Um, we've always shared chores and Mm -hmm. kid duty and you're taking them here. I'm taking them there, you know? Um, but he, just, you know, took over. Yeah. And he said, I don't want you to do this, mm-hmm. you know. And I, sometimes I had 
to say, I, I want to put the wash from the washer to the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> Please let me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Things but that you, you know, want to feel normal. Right. But, yeah. you know, his his biggest thing was that I was, you know, comfortable, that I was feeling well, um, and that I just stayed in a bright place, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, I there was definitely times that were dark. Um that we, he was somebody I could talk to. He yeah. understood. He saw it every day in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we would talk. Um, he would leave me be if I needed yeah. <laughs> needed to be alone, which, you know, people do need to do that. Um, I'm not going to say it was all rainbows. You know, no. we had our moments and it was just like, you know, everything was normal. We had our disagreements. Mm-hmm. We, you know, got mad at each other still. Mm-hmm. You know, I... Um, had to remind him, you know, I'm sick sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry I said that, you know, or he'd have to remind me, you know, well, you can get up and go refill your own water. You had mm-hmm. chemo t- two weeks ago. Right. <laughs> you know, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it was, you know, we're, like I said, we were already a great team before that. Mm-hmm. So I think it just definitely made us stronger. Um, we've been through a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, roller coaster up and downs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that first round of chemo was not even close to the end of, <laughs> you know, my fight. So, yeah. um, you know, after that, having the double mastectomy, yes. um, you know, I he got the recliner for me, made sure that I was set up in the recliner. I did sleep in that for months. Mm-hmm. Um, finding out that the first chemo didn't work, having mm-hmm. to go through a second round of chemo. Mm-hmm. Um in your first round being the full six cycles. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Just so listeners understand. Yes. Yeah. So my first mm-hmm. round, the first six cycles after um, the double mastectomy, my tumor hadn't shrunk. Yeah. So they actually took it to a tumor board and um, it came back her two negative, <laughs> which, you know, it's just, it's just Jen. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just look at, I think, you know, God is just using me as an example. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so then I had to do AC chemo mm-hmm. after that. So, you know, just one, you know, bump in the road is what, what Jason and I call it. One bump in the road after another. And then the road would smooth out for a while. And then, you know, we'd be like, oh, is there going to be another bump? And and there was. Then, yeah. then I had a seizure from my new, my new chemo. And they called it a perfect storm. But, you know, as long as you... Like we did, we stayed together through those bumps in the roads. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we did have our, our moments and, um, but we always came back together and we, you know, still to this day, we, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you well, we were dealing with a whole new normal. Correct. In a very abnormal circumstance. I know it's normal for a lot of people more than we'd like with people who, you know, are faced it with is. cancer and their families are faced with that. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that that communication piece for the two of you was probably very big of just making sure that you are owning where you each other's feeling and communicating yes. about that. Yes. Yeah, definitely being open about your feelings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there there was even times where maybe I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where it, it was causing a problem. Yeah. So then I would, you know, and sometimes even um, writing helps too. There's lots of times where I was laying in bed and I— wanted to talk about something, but I couldn't. So Mm -hmm. I would write him an email and he was downstairs watching TV. Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But just getting it out there and then, then, you know, he would come to the bedroom and then we would talk about it, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, we definitely had our own, our own ways and things that, you know, worked. And sometimes the, I just need to talk and sit down and talk worked. Sometimes sending a little note that, you know, 
this is how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Not ready to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but yes, definitely communication is is key. Yeah. So let's talk about the boys and yes. unfolding this with them. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, they still could understand to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but they're still young kiddos, yes. you know? So they're dealing with, you know, mom's going through something serious, but they don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had mentioned you're trying to keep somewhat of a normal routine so that they see that you're up and doing right. things. Um, but was there anything kind of surprising in their, um, you know, acceptance of this and seeing it sure. all unfold? Mm-hmm. So at the time that summer, they had just finished up school. So um, Keegan was going into third grade and mm-hmm. Declan going into first grade. Mm-hmm. So Declan was younger. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, like I said, we were always honest. We always let them know what was going on. Um, Keegan understood it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So um, Keegan did um, have a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some nights not sleeping, a lot of anxiety about going back to school. Uh, they were going to summer camp, so that was rough in the leaving morning. You. Leaving I, me, yes. yes. Um, and granted, we were only not even a year into them not being with me every yeah. day or them not getting off the bus and me being there or me not putting them on the bus. Yes. So, um, you know, that that had it, its positives mm-hmm. for that long, but a little, some negatives after mm-hmm. after that long. Um, so, yes, definitely some anxiety. And, you know, I am very blessed with our Little Miami schools. Mm-hmm. Um, the teachers are amazing. It actually um, so happened that Keegan's third grade teacher, I knew her from mm. my first daycare. We worked oh, together yeah. there. So um, kind of started her career there. And um, it was just great. I mean, they if, if the boys were wondering about me or were worried about me, they would, you know, send me like a selfie with them mm. or and I would send one back, you know, just just being there for them. The counselors were wonderful too. Um, you know, Declan was kind of like, I'm fine. I don't want to leave class, you know. Right. Um, so yes, very different at first. Declan just kind of, it is what it is. Um, not maybe fully understanding. Sure. And Keegan, a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Lots of anxiety, lots of questions, wanting to be with me. Um, now flip to today, it's, it's kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keegan understands that I'm, good and I'm clear and all of that. And he, um, he's just Keegan. He's very independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a almost teenage boy. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Declan, Declan, um, has a hard time now. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of anxiety now. Um, and when we talk about it, it's because he has the fear that it's going to happen again. Come back. Mm-hmm. So now that things are back to normal, mm-hmm. you know, he'll, he'll just randomly, come up to me and be like, how are you feeling, mom? Mm-hmm. Does it anything hurt you? Or are you having any, any you know, pain or anything? Just randomly. Yeah. And I'm like, no, buddy, like, I'm fine. Um, or if I do not feel well, he's very, very concerned. Nervous. So they kind of flipped yeah. on each other. Um, but I do really think that, you know, being open and honest with them and communicating with them was definitely key to mm-hmm. not hiding anything. Yeah. Well, and I know then you're also, so you've got the Brave Bags, mm-hmm. And um, then I know you're also involved in Pink Ribbon Girls. I am. Yes. 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 So I was recommended to Pink Ribbon Girls when I first got diagnosed. I actually reached out to them, I think, later in that day. Yeah. um, Because I read about it and I had heard about them before and um, they responded back right away. And they are just 
amazing. I can't think of mm, enough <laughs> words to describe them. Um, so what Pink Ribbon Girls does is they provide meals, house cleanings, and transportation um, for breast cancer fighters and um, also ovarian now. So we um, mm. started doing gynecological cancers too mm-hmm. um, within the last year or two. Um, so I am very involved with them. I do um, a lot of benefits with them. I've been in a fashion show with them. Yeah. I've um, volunteered at their expos, like the um, Queen Bee Expo. I ran uh-huh. their booth there. We do coffee talk, which um, has turned into virtual coffee talk lately. But it's yes. still nice seeing faces. Um, I've met so many wonderful people also through them. Um it's just amazing that all that they do and all that they give back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I'm I'm a huge supporter of do your research before you donate and make sure that you know where your money you know your money's going someplace. Yeah, you know um, where your funds are going. Right, and mm-hmm. then we um, just had the pink pumpkin sale, which yes. was amazing. Um, so definitely, pink ribbon girls, if you're looking for some place to donate. Um, definitely reach out to me or them. Um, I'm always, always pushing donations for them because they yeah. are wonderful. Oh, so now, you know, here you are. I mean, what do you feel like you do now to take care of yourself in a different way sure. than? So, um, I definitely, um, you know, through this process, how long it was after going through another chemo. And then I did have 25 radiations as well, which makes you tired. And um, you just can do what you can do and call it a day. Um, You know, I wasn't able to do the things that I love, like running, Mm -hmm. um, working out, that kind of thing. When you are sick, you eat when you can eat whatever you can eat. Yeah. Um, I was a big ramen noodle fan <laughs> during chemo. <laughs> yeah. Um, lots of carbs um, during chemo is what I craved. So, and obviously, you know, the steroids and that kind of thing, you sure. do put on, put on some weight. And um, so when I finished, I just felt like crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it... I would get out of bed in the morning and it would hurt. And I, of course, my back of my mind is, oh my gosh, like, is it in my bones? Right. Or did it go to my spine? Mm -hmm. You know? And then I started realizing, like, you're fine. You are healthy. You know, I had um, clean scans on February, in February of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess that's kind of where I opened my eyes is February Mm -hmm. of this year and said, you know what? There's nothing wrong with you. Like, Get your butt up. Yeah. <laughs> Get moving. Now start Stop taking care cra- of you yeah. in a different way. Stop eating junk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still self-love and treat yourself every once in a while. Sure. And self-care, if you really can't get that work out in, it's okay. Try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did um, start walking. Uh, then it went to walking, to jogging, mm-hmm. um, and then it went to running. Mm-hmm. So there's still some days that it's a walk jog, um, just depending. I do still get um, tired easily. I still do have some um, neuropathy side effects, yeah, um, that kind of thing. So depending on the day. Um, so, yeah, so I started running again and walking again. Mm-hmm. I love being outside. Not a treadmill fan, but yeah. I'm getting used to it for the next couple months. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's such a great release. And it doesn't matter if it's a release from work or, you know, something on the news yes. or anything like that. 
you know, I just go and that's my happy place, whether I'm on the treadmill and watching a show, um, outside running and listening to my music, Mm -hmm. um, or your podcast or any other (laughs) crime junkies, anything like that. Um, you know, it's just, I know what I need to do that day. And it comes down to, I know that today's a day I can listen to a podcast while I run, or today's a day that I can listen to music while I walk. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. So, um, I have felt like a completely different person. Mm. Um, lost almost all of the weight I gained mm-hmm. during treatment and um, just started that self-love and self-care. Taking and care of you. Taking care of me, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I will give a shout out to, you know, my current position and my my company mm-hmm. and, um, you know, my manager. And that that's what it's about mm-hmm. is finding someplace that can meet you in the middle with that thing. You know, yeah. take care of yourself. Yes, you need to go to the doctor. Yes, you take need to take your kids to the doctor. Yes, yes. you need to stay home because you don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all those things. And and that's that's where I am right now at this moment with, you know, with work, with family, with friends, all yeah. of that thing. So, yeah. so yeah. Did stuff change for your diet as well? Are you more yes. in tune with all of that? So yeah. I have been doing low carb. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, is a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I tell anybody I talk to on, you know, my pages, my groups um, about it, you know, day 12 is the day for me. Like you just have to get to that day 12 and mm-hmm. then you you stop the cravings and things like that. And there's so many things that you can find out there and do. Um, so I, I don't, I'm not keto, keto. I don't do the all natural. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I look forward to getting to that point. Sure. Um, so I still eat processed. I still eat, um, you know, packaged grocery store food, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you're working towards where it was. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I've done a million things. I've done Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. I've done the 21 Day Fix. Mm-hmm. I've done just eating salad, you know, and fruits. Right. And, you know, I started the low carb and I fell off the wagon for a little bit and realized how awful I felt. Yeah. And I, you know, said, this is what works for me. Mm-hmm. And it might not work for you. It might not work for somebody else that's, you know, reaching out to me for help. Sure. But you just have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. And you have to give it more than two days. <laughs> <laughs> Usually key. Right, yeah. right. Not so I'm like, I say success. 12 days, not even two weeks, 12 days and, and, and you're there and you just have to find what you like and you know, think outside the box and yeah. how can I eat at Potter's tonight or mm-hmm. how can I eat at Springhouse tonight? Mm-hmm. Well, I can get the burger I love at Springhouse just without the bun right. and I'm going to get a side salad instead of French fries, you right. know, that kind of thing. So um, looking at the menu before you go out, mm-hmm. uh, we're a big out to eat pe- family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we like to go watch sports and things. So mm-hmm. that was a huge um struggle for me at first was, mm-hmm. well, I'm, I'm not going there because, I, you know, I can't get this or I can't have Springhouse fries, which are my favorite. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I can't, I can't eat those things, so I'm not going to go. Um, but my thing is, look at the menu before, mm-hmm. um, plan what you need, um, and do simple things to start out with. You don't have to make some crazy, you know, recipe to feed your whole family. And my family does not do low carb. I'm the yeah. one that does. yeah. So, you know, it's just starting from the beginning and kind of working your way up. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I don't have any cravings, really. Um, and it, it's definitely what works for me. Good. 
Good. Yeah. Well, before we get into our final five questions, yeah. which I do with every guest, <laughs> um, I know this will be probably challenging because I feel like every story, it is unique. It's unique to you. It's unique to any person who is in a diagnosis of, of anything. But is there anything you can share that you feel like... Um, is good advice, you know, to offer others who are recently diagnosed or they're sure. in that treatment right now, um, you know, that would be something maybe you would have liked to have hear, heard at that time or something that you feel like is good to share. Definitely. So, you know, what I like to say is that it is a roller coaster mm-hmm. and just hold on. <laughs> yeah. Hold on for the ride. Put your hands up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Set them in your lap sometimes. Close your eyes if you need to. Um, you know, day by day. Yeah. Day by day, um, hill by hill. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, my other is, you know, be brave. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always be brave. And, you know, you take take the days that you need, again, with the self-care and self-love. Yeah. And reach out for help. That is a huge, huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and something very hard, I know, especially hard. for women. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we've discussed, I'm the helper. Right. I, I like to help people. Um, so I'm usually the one setting up things to help people. I'm the one that does the meal trains. I'm yeah. that, you know. So when people are coming at me saying, well, you just set up a meal train for you. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't know if we need that. And, you know, Jason's like, it doesn't matter. Like, they want to do this for us, so right. let's let them, mm-hmm. you know. And you do um, need it. Yes. You just don't and realize you do. it. Yeah. And you do. And that is one of the, you know, anyone going through any type of surgery um, that's going to have you down and out for a while, you know, if someone offers, definitely take take mm-hmm. it. Um, take the help. Um, Pink Ribbon Girls, like I said before, um, I was a little not sure about that at first, sure. too, but— it's one of them, my biggest blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us, all of them are just wonderful. Um, you know, definitely ask the questions that you have. Don't hold back. Um, always have a notebook. I think that asking the questions, you can always get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, re- read what you want to read, but I also suggest only doing .org and .edu mm-hmm. <laughs> articles. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, you know, and and find your people. Find those people that know what how you feel. Mm-hmm. Find the people that know what you're going through, and 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 be with those people. You know, you don't have to be alone. Mm-hmm. And I did that, and I never felt alone. Yeah. You know, even if you have a husband or and, you know and kids, and you say, "Well, I'm not alone." Well. You 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 might be mm-hmm. because of the way that you're feeling, but if you find your people, then you're not alone. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's really good advice. Um, okay, you ready for your I'm final ready. five? All right. So, what are you most proud of personally? Um, most proud of personally overall in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely my family. Um, I think that it's. Um, a blessing and God's plan that, you know, I went through what I went through to come here and meet Jason. Um, we have two great kids, mm-hmm. um, and I just fall more in love with him. All three of my boys yes. <laughs> every day. So yeah. I'm definitely very, very proud of, of, of our family. Yeah. 
Um, describe your perfect day. If Jen could do anything, oh. or what is a perfect day for you? My perfect day. So I would like to sleep in a little bit. Mm-hmm. However, I don't really sleep in that much anymore. I'm usually <laughs> up before the boys are. Yeah. Um, I love coffee. So coffee, definitely. Um, my perfect day would be sunny and 70 mm. in the morning so I could go for a run or a walk. Uh-huh. Um, and then either watching sports with friends or family, um, hanging at the pool, um, reading, yeah. listening to my music podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and just spending time with, with friends and family, which I guess when I think about it, I get a lot of those perfect days. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. I'm to have those perfect days. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the greatest lesson that's taken you the longest to learn? Um, definitely the self-care, self-love. Yeah. Um, you know, I putting myself first, mm. doing what I need to do. If I need a day that I need to be in bed all day because I still get those days too and my body yeah. is just done, um, you know, letting Jason know mm-hmm. this, it's, it's a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, all right, well, the boys and I are leaving. We're going to go do something, you know. Right. And ex- him accepting that and me just realizing that I, I do need those days and I do need to do things for myself mm-hmm. and I do not need that plate of spaghetti. And <laughs> yeah. um, I do need to go for a run before I watch my show. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I think the the self-care, self-love, because I feel like I've always— um, you give. Been, been the giver, the helper, the taker, carry of person. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, what do you hope your legacy will be? I hope my legacy will um, be the helper, kind of. So yeah. <laughs> on the other side of it, um, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of the Be Brave 513 as well. And um, I also recently started Be Brave, Be Healthy, Be You. Started about a year ago, but um, it's really come around. Mm -hmm. um, Some more members and more posting from me. Um, So I think, you know, with my legacy, I just, I want to be the person known that, you know, she never gave up. Mm -hmm. Um, She kept going. She fought everything that got in her way um, while helping others Mm -hmm. and, you know, being the mom and the wife mm-hmm. and the sister and the friend. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. What piece of advice would you give yourself right now? Um, right now, I would just do what I do every day and tell myself, you know, you got this. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it. You can keep going. Um, you've been through a lot of obstacles and, you know, you nothing that gets in your way can stop you. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Well, um, it's been awesome. I love yes, that we've been able you. to chat. And I'm so excited for our listeners to hear your story and your experience and your advice. And, you know, again, I know everybody is unique, but the, always the hope is in any of these, somebody has one thing that they take out Absolutely. of it. Um, all right. So as we wrap up, if you want to share with the listeners, I'd love for them to know where to find all yes. of your stuff so yes. that they can follow you and if they have any interest. So, Perfect. Um, so Be Brave 513, um, it started out as 
as Team Jen and now switched to my nonprofit. Um, that is for Brave Bags that are free. They're all by donation. So you can um, search on Facebook or Instagram. If okay. you just put in hashtag BeBrave513, it mm-hmm. should pop right up. Okay. And then um, for um, survivors or fighters, um, I started it as a breast cancer group, but now it's a all cancers group yeah. um, of survivors and fighters. Um, it's Be Brave, Be Healthy, Be You on Facebook. And you can do the hashtag Be Brave, Be Healthy, Be You on Facebook as well. And that okay. should pop right up. Awesome. And then also, obviously Pink Ribbon Girls Pink as Ribbon well. Pink Ribbon Girls, yes, yes. Anybody can search that. Yes, and, definitely. Yeah, it's yes, out there. yes. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks right, for thank sharing. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll, we'll uh, have another episode for you next week. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Everyday Badass. And whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on, I would greatly appreciate if you can download, share, like, write a review, and just continue to support us and listen to these podcasts moving forward. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.